Well, I know, you know, the Sunday falls in an awkward time because, well, the Sunday always falls in the same place. But because it comes after Christmas, a lot of us are busy with our families and our children and our friends. And so some of us are away and, and uh, a few of us, um, you know, maybe we're, we're quarantining ourselves because we feel like we came in touch with someone who might have it. But um, so it is a it's, a, it's a light crowd today, but nevertheless, um, I kind of expected that. And so what I'm going to do for the next for this Sunday and next Sunday, is to look at this passage um, in light of the new year. So Sunday I did the Christmas sermon, and now we're looking forward to new year, okay? And as we think about new year, you know, it's kind of hard to, right? I mean, it, especially, I mean, New Year's, you're thinking about party, and you're thinking about resolutions, and, and maybe there was or is an excitement for the beginning of 2022, but right now, it, maybe that's harder to do than usual because... You know, we just don't know what's going to happen with work or maybe, you know, the, you know, this country and, and the turmoil and the political turmoil and all these things are there and, and the pandemic is there and, and the quarantine and maybe you know people who are sick and maybe you feel sick, you know, and maybe, you know, you're just not sure and this is just always, we've always been like this. It's, it's just been like this for a long time and so maybe you just don't feel like there's anything new to look forward to in 2022, right? There's nothing exciting you know, my kids are waiting to hear whether or not they're going to go virtual again. You know, and it's like, uh, it's a nightmare. And it's like, what do we have to look forward to? And so it, it, maybe you don't feel particularly festive as the new year comes around, right? We're still in the holidays. And I want us to think about that a little bit because I think it, it speaks to what I think many of us are, in fact, looking about or thinking about when we say new. What do you think about when you think about new year? Uh, what, do you, what, what comes to your mind when you think about the word new? What, what does that mean to you? And I think oftentimes we think that when we think of the word new, it means basically something the opposite of old, right? Or maybe it's when you think of new, it means something that, you know, you've never seen before. Something that, that didn't exist before, but, but now it does. Uh, but that definition, if that's what you're thinking about, it doesn't quite fit in with the idea of New Year, because we've seen New Year's before, right? We see a New Year every year. It's, it's nothing we haven't seen before, and so maybe that definition quite doesn't fit. But there is another definition of the word new, uh, and that is this. The word new can also mean beginnings, uh, new beginning. A new year, then, could also mean a new beginning, um, a fresh start. And if you want to think of it this way, then, maybe New Year is more than just parties and resolutions, which, to be honest, is very hard to keep throughout the year. Maybe New Year, for some of us, could just mean that, that we're looking forward to a fresh start. We're looking forward to a new beginning, whatever that means for you. And I think that's more in line with what I think the Bible considers New, because the definition of that is taken to a different level when you look at the word. See, Mark chapter 1, it begins that gospel, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? John chapter 1, it begins with us, the beginning. In the beginning, what? Was the word, and the word was with God and was God. Matthew chapter 1, how does that begin? It doesn't have the word beginning, but it begins with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Genealogy comes from the word Genesis, which is the beginning, right? 
And so when you think about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and even John, uh, it begins with the beginning of something new. And it was tied to, it had something to do with this person, Jesus Christ. As if the Bible was trying to say that the beginning of something new begins with the coming of Jesus Christ. That somehow, as the Gospels begin with Jesus, right, is to say that Jesus is the beginning of new beginnings. And what is that? Let me ask you a question. Uh, I don't know if you, in your families you do gift exchanges. Oh, I, and it would be great to know what you got. Um, <laughs> how are they holding up? I mean, it's only yesterday, right? I'm sure there's still, whatever it is, is still new. Let me ask a question. What about the gifts from last year? Do you remember? I don't even remember what I got. Do you remember what you got? How are they holding up? Or how about five years ago, whatever gift it was? Is it the same? Do you still have it? Is it, is it, do you still use it? Is it still intact? Or is it gone? See, it's nice, isn't it? There's something that, about us that says we like having new things. Uh, there's something about having, something about even buying something new, whether it's a new car, that new smell, uh, new clothes, new shoes, something new and shiny and bright, new technology, right? New phone. Something, there's just something nice about having or getting new things, especially to replace our old things. And even when we buy new things, it, it sort of even makes us feel different, makes us feel kind of new. We like new things, but the problem for us is that whatever those new things are today, the problem is, is it just doesn't stay that way. It doesn't stay new. Nothing ever stays as fresh as the day one buys it. I mean, you buy a new car, it depreciates the moment you start driving it. Clothing becomes faded, threadbare, or it just goes out of style. Technology slowly or quickly gets old. It gets slow. Things start to malfunction. Everything ages. Everything wears out, even me, right? Even you, the body, physically, right? Every new year, I'm older, right? It's the second law of thermodynamics. It's just physics, right? The, 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 the truth that says that, for example, heat always flows from, uh, you know, what is hot to what is colder. Hotter to colder. It never goes colder to hotter on its own unless there's something performed on that piece of body. It's naturally heat to cold. It's the process of disintegration that we just naturally break apart. It decays. Everything falls apart, breaks down, disintegrates over time. Everything appears to change eventually, even our own bodies. And eventually, everything returns to dust. It's the second law of thermodynamics all around, and it touches everything. And every year, we spend vast amounts of money to counteract, 
the relentless effects of this law with maintenance, with painting, with makeovers, with gym memberships, with medical bills. We spend much of our time and our energy in our life to try and replace the old with the new or to fix that which is old to make it look new. We like new. We want new. We don't necessarily like old. And yet ultimately, everything in nature is obedient to its unchanging laws. And some things just feel old. No matter how many new things we start to buy or receive or get, it just feels old. And some of us, you come to a point in your life where you just feel like there is nothing new out there. And you're just bored and you're trying to fill that up with something you've never done before, something you've experienced before because everything feels old. And I'm not just talking about physical things, right? Even things we can't touch seem to fall apart. How many times did you break a promise? Said you were going to do something, but you didn't do it. How many times have you broken someone's heart with your words or with your actions? How many relationships have fallen apart in your life? How many friendships are no longer there in your life? How many marriages have ended up in divorce? How many families have been torn apart, broken apart, slowly disintegrate and fade away? It's not just the material. It's in our life. The nature of this world, the fallen world that we live in, it's been there from the beginning, and we just don't like it. We don't like broken things. We don't like things that fall apart. We like new things, and we're always looking for better, for newer, to experience different or just not to be bored. So now you know why you look at the Bible and you look at the Old Testament and the prophets keep talking about a day when things won't get old anymore. Where things don't break down anymore. Where, where we don't just one day just get new things to replace old things, but we get something that stays new and even new forever. In the Old Testament, we call that a shalom, basically a wholeness, a peace, a wellness that doesn't disappear because of time or whatever the case. And that's why by the time you read the New Testament and you start reading the Gospels, they all begin with Jesus. And they all say he is the beginning of something new. He was the one that all these people who are looking for new all the time but never finding it, the Gospels are saying there he is. He wasn't just going to die on a cross and then take care of sin and try to give you forgiveness, which is true. But he was going to reverse the curse. He was going to do the impossible to reverse the second law of thermodynamics to make all things new again. But not just new. He's promising that he's going to keep them new forever. So the people in the Bible, they talk like this. Maranatha. You know Maranatha. You know that word Maranatha? Lord, come quickly. That's why there was a desperateness in, in, in the Bible. The, the people in the Bible, they didn't just like Jesus. They, they needed him desperately. They wanted him so much. They, they were looking forward to it. 
They wanted to get out of the old. They wanted to get out of the things that fall apart, that tear apart, that destroy or disintegrate. And they wanted to get into that new. They wanted to feel a lasting new. And the coming of this person, Jesus, was the coming of that newness. And when he died, he died and paid the price to make the new happen. And so you keep reading the New Testament, and in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you know this verse, Paul says this, if anyone is in Christ, you have faith in him, trust in him. If anyone is in Christ, what does it say? He is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. That's what Paul says. In other words, in Jesus Christ, Paul is saying something radical. He's not just saying that when you trust in Jesus, you're going to feel new, right? I mean, you know this, especially in our bodies. We feel old most of the time or a lot of times. But he's saying that when we trust in Jesus Christ as that person, Paul is saying you are new. You are being made new. You are being recreated new. Outwardly, you feel old. Outwardly, things are breaking apart. But he's saying inwardly, there's something new going on. There's the beginning of a new you that doesn't get old, that won't just disappear, but it will stay new and continue to grow into more newness as time goes by and will be forever. That was hopeful For a people living in a world where everything got old, where everything was getting broke, it was the beginning of something new, and it was a new beginning. And maybe, if you really want to think about New Year in a more Christian sense, maybe what New Year can mean for us, that every New Year is a reminder of that new beginning. Look, I'm going to be very honest. You know, you're going to hear this message, and then you're going to forget tomorrow. Okay? You're not going to remember what I said. Oh, most of you. Some of you might. I remember. No, yeah, okay. But, you know, you're going to go. And you're going to remember. Six months from now, you're going to remember this. I could preach the same message next year, and you're going to be like, wow, I never heard that before. Right? Because you're not going to, you're going to forget. See, the problem with people is we always forget. We're always forgetful. You hear these truths over and over again, but as soon as you leave the door, it's out of your mind. Yay, I'm new. You know, God is doing something in me. I don't know what, but, you know, he's doing something new. And then you forget that and you say, well, I'm just living the life because that's the way it is and everything's like this and so I'm going to live like this. And you do that. And the, and the reason that I, I like truth is because truth doesn't change. And if the truth is that God says if you trust in Jesus Christ, that there's something new going on in your heart that he's making, even though you don't see it, that truth won't change. That no matter what I'm feeling or doing out there after today or tomorrow or the next month, I go back to that truth. Things are falling apart around me. My life feels like it's falling apart sometimes. But that's the truth. And I need the faith to live like it. That God is making everything new. And some of us, we still live under the shadow of our past. Some of us, we still live under our guilt, our regrets. Some of us, maybe even shame and condemnation. Maybe you're living still under fear and anxiety because there's always a dark cloud following you around and it affects you even now. Even now. 
And the truth is, you're new. And this new year, maybe you can remember that you didn't just get a new 365 days to live, but you've been given already a new beginning some couple thousand years ago when Jesus Christ gave his life for you. And his spirit now dwells in us. And it creates in our hearts and minds something that we always try to create for ourselves but we just can't do, a kind of newness that never gets old. And that's hope. That gives us hope. That no matter your past, you've been given a clean slate. That no matter how hard it is in the present, there is something shiny and bright. There's a hope that you can look forward to, a change, a good kind of change. Not just to make the pandemic go away in the world. But to bring a shalom, a wholeness, a newness to the world that will never fade. Where your sins are taken care of and remembered no more. Where you don't need to live under that shadow anymore. Where you've been given a new beginning every day in Jesus Christ. You're a new creature. So the challenge here that I want to give you. What we need especially these days, what the world needs, especially these days, is to live like that is true of you. People need hope right now. People need something better to look forward to. That's not just temporary. To live in a world that looks like it's always falling apart because of disease or because of war or because of famine, or because of just broken relationships. People want to live with hope. They need expectations. That one day, in spite of our failures, or our weaknesses, or our shortcomings, our tiredness, our sluggishness, even our sins, that there's something better in store. And God has promised that day, that one day what was begun in us, by faith, this newness will come complete before our eyes. Here, I, I, want, I, you know, I don't want to get apocalyptic, but let me, just, let, me just, let me suggest this. Every time you wish, I wish this would stop. Every time you wish, like if you're sick, I wish I could be healthier. Every time you wish, I, I wish, I wish you know, my mom or my dad wasn't sick. I wish uh, that, that you know, people wouldn't die. I wish my work wouldn't give me such a pain and a headache. You know, every moment you say that, deep down, what you're really saying is you're wishing for something better than just now and this. You're wishing for something more than this, and that will last forever. And here comes our passage. And I think this is what John's seeing. And he's trying to give a people living in a time where they're being persecuted for their faith. And he says this. He gives them hope. He says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first had passed, right? And the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, prepared as a bride. And I heard a loud voice saying, Behold, God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people. And he will wipe away every tear. From their eyes. 
death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For those have all passed. And the one seated on the throne, Jesus Christ, says, Behold, I am making everything new. That's what we want deep down. Every tear wiped away. Death no more. No more mourning. No more crying. No more pain. A world where there be no more sorrow. No more sin. A place where there will be no, no more falling apart anymore. A, a, a situation where things just don't disintegrate. Where there's no pandemic and there's no need to quarantine. Where, where the, the second law of thermodynamics doesn't apply anymore. It, it, we're looking. We really want deep down a place of shalom, a peace. Where relationships just don't break up. Where people stop hurting one another. A place where things may new stay new forever. That's deep down, I think, what our human soul wants. And it's a place where, John says, where God will be. And he will be with them. He will be their God. And we will be his people. Okay? So let me just end with this, this year. As we think about New Year. The new creation, which John talks about, has begun in your heart, in your life right now. You're a part of that new creation. All right? If this is true, that's what it means. Okay? So let's live, at that, if that's true, in the brokenness that you find yourself in, whether it's in your life, whether it's around you in your, in your home, whether it's, you know, in your neighborhood or in, in your country. You then... Live like the new. You address the brokenness around you. You address brokenness in you. Here, let me just leave you with this application. This year, rather than making a new resolution for New Year, rather than, you know, saying what can you do, you know, whether it's be healthier, look better, I don't know what it is, um, ask yourself this question first. Where is there brokenness right now in your life? As New Year comes around, think of this question. Where is there brokenness right now in your life? Where is there uh, sin in your life? Where is there struggle in your life? Where is the part in your life where, that you've had for a long time uh, that's just kind of now who you think is who you are? Where is that? What is that right now in your life? And say, this is what I need to change. This is what I need to address. This is the part of me that still needs to be made new. This is the part that needs to be changed. It could be apathy. It could be your anger. It could be bitterness, depression. It could be, you know, whatever. And that needs to change. That needs to be made new into faith, into hope, into love, into forgiveness. You know, we could start small. And, you know, next year, what's new? Well, what's broken in my life? That, God says, is being made new. What is that in your life? Let's address that this year. Just one thing. You probably have a lot more, but just one thing. And you can do this. Because, you know, listen to what Peter says in 2 Peter. He says, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory, by which he, listen to this, verse 4, by which he has given to us his great promises so that through them 
you may become partakers of the divine nature. Let me summarize that. Peter says, because of what Jesus did, you have everything you need for a life of godliness and goodness. Right? So new means the beginning of something new. Everyone's looking for this. The Bible says, here is the new, and it's found in this person, Jesus Christ. Can you trust in him? There's brokenness around the world, but inside there's newness being created. Can you trust in that and live like that in the midst of your brokenness and give people and yourself hope, right? Start by looking at myself. Start by looking at my loved ones. Start by looking at my neighborhood. Here's the area that is broken. Here's the one that needs to be made new. Trust in the Lord's promise. You've been given everything you need to address that. Okay? Let's try and think about that. Let's pray.